5. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. My God. Verse 6. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold. That means open your eyes and open your ears. The bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Wow. My God. Would you take your neighbor's hands, you place your Bible in your beautiful pew? Amen. If we had these pews down in South America, they'd be in the White House. <laughs> Don't get too comfortable. Amen. Pastor, Elder, would you come? I need your help tonight. Would you take your neighbor's hand in the name of Jesus? We're going to get down to business tonight. Yes. Hallelujah. Because it is midnight. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Here we are in the state of Delaware. Oh, God, thank you for this apostle. Thank you, God, for his Elisha's son. Thank you, God. Thank you for the beams and the pillars of this church. Thank you, God, for what you've done and what you've been doing. But we ain't satisfied, oh God. Right now, come on church, we're gonna bind and we're gonna do some loosening in the name of Jesus. We bind every opposing power, every opposing force in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords. The devil is bound. No activity by him tonight in this place in the name of Jesus. In the spirit of indifference, we bring it down in the name of Jesus. And God, we lose the virtues of your name, your spirit and your blood. Your word is not bound, but oh God, somebody's got it bound up inside of them. Oh Lord, let it come alive inside of their hearts. Spirit of understanding like the sons of Issachar. In the name of Jesus, oh God, Stretch forth your two hands, your two hands to heal, your two hands to liberate and break chains tonight, chains of sickness and sin and deception. In the name, keep praying, keep praying. Don't stop praying. In the name of Jesus, my God, awaken the sinner, awaken the backslider. Oh God, oh God. So pour out all that you have for this service tonight. Don't let any drop stay in the vessel. Oh, God, pour out the Holy Ghost. Let fire descend from on high. Holy fire, miraculous fire, salvation fire, the fire. Anointed upon the speaker and the hearers. Oh, my God. In the name of Jesus, let every gift that is torment be awakened, activated, and operated tonight. Heavenly Daddy, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we said, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And you may be seated. Amen. There's a time we can beat around the bush, but there's other times when it is time to tell it like it is. It's 
time to get right down to business and tell it face to face. Amen. Be very direct and very plain. Amen. And that's the moment that we arrived, have arrived in in this final hour. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible tells us in the book of Corinthians, amen, that your church is like a virgin, a virgin bride. Amen. He said, Paul wrote to the Corinthians, and I've espoused you, amen, as a bride, a chaste bride unto Christ. Amen. And that bride is not like all the other churches. This bride is different. This young lady is different. You see, this young lady is like the Jewish brides. When that Jewish bride enters into an engagement contract, she takes the legal right and takes the name of the bridegroom. They're not married yet, but they enter into that covenant. Amen, engagement covenant. She takes the name. And there's one church in the earth tonight, amen, that is the bride of Christ. And that's the church that has entered into that salvation covenant of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You say, Brother Dominguez, I want to know how to get in the bride. I'll tell you how to get in the bride. Get in that tank over there tonight. And we're going to put you down in the name of the bridegroom. In the name of Jesus. Because it's the Jesus name baptized church that's the bride of Christ. And it's that church that's going up yonder when the trumpet sounds. I know we got a Jesus name church here tonight. You ought to be excited that you're part of the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Church has been waiting for 20 centuries. He's been waiting on the fulfillment of the promise he gave in John 14 and 3. He said, I will come again. I will come again. He didn't come in the first century. They believed it, that he would come in the first century. They believed it. They believed this coming was imminent. And yes, the church is always watching, is always looking, amen, for the catching away of the church called the rapture of the church. Anybody believe in the rapture here tonight? Hallelujah. Very interesting, 1 Corinthians 16, 22. Paul wrote an Aramaic term to a Greek-speaking church. He said, if anyone love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, which is a Greek term, which means a curse. Well, then the following term, he said, Maranatha. Someone say Maranatha. Maranatha means, amen, the Lord is coming. His coming is imminent. That was a secret of the early church. They believed they got to get the job done because he could come tonight. Hallelujah. Well, they believed that he was coming in the first century, but not only do we believe it, we know it. We know we're in the final generation. Amen. But there's something here written in the text that was dictated to a scribe. It was probably Matthew who was a publican. He was taking shorthand. I didn't even know they did, took shorthand in the first century, but they did. Amen. He wrote it down. And he said, he said that the bride would be asleep around midnight. You know, when it gets around 10 p.m., most people are asleep. 
<laughs> Most people begin to feel that slumber and the desire to lay down and go to sleep unless you're a missionary or a pastor. <laughs> Amen. Up at 11, 12 o'clock at night, sometimes I get back from church on deputation, get back at 1 in the morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know what time we're getting home tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I do know one thing. The church is going to meet its appointment. Amen. It's the appointment with the coming of the Lord. But listen, in the final stage, in the final hour, there's something very serious. Of all the hours of the existence of the church throughout the centuries, Jesus is indicating to us that the church is going to go asleep. It's going to fall asleep in the final hour. Wow. My God. Now some of these folks that were attending church, they go to church, but they didn't get no oil. In case you didn't know, Acts 10 and 38, <laughs> oil symbolizes the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. But he said uh, there's another half. Amen. They're going to have the oil. They're going to have the Holy Ghost, but they're not on fire. Can you imagine having the Holy Ghost fire, the Holy Ghost oil, but not being on fire? Wow. Anybody know a Pentecostal that's got the Holy Ghost, but he's half asleep? He's not on fire. Down in Jamaica, they don't say fire. They say fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anybody need some fire tonight? Hallelujah. We need some fire to come alive in your vessel because it's about midnight and it's hard to see at midnight, but there's a church that God has chosen for the final hour. And God says, I want my church on fire at midnight. Where's that button around here? I said, God wants a church that's on fire at midnight. God wants a church that's on fire at midnight over there in Scotland. There was a church building, old church building. Something happened and it, it caught on fire. The building was on fire and people started coming out of the village. Word passed so fast. Smoke going up in the air and people running, coming and uh, there was an atheist just down the street. He had never been to that church before. And he went down to see the fire that was going on at the church. And he was standing there, right there in front of the church. And the church people came along. They were watching and watching the, the los bomberos and firemen trying to put out the fire. And one of those Christians turned to that atheist and says, man, I've never seen you come to church before. He said, well, I've never seen your church on fire before. Hallelujah. If you get the church on fire, people will come out of the woods. I said, if the church will get on fire, people that are bound up in darkness will come to church. I told you these pews are too comfortable around here. We got to change these pews to wooden pews. Hallelujah. I said, we need to get this church on fire once in a while. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet a little while. Say, man, I need some fire in my bosom. Hallelujah. I need some fire. I need to get some moving around here. 
Whoa, hallelujah. Come on now. Hallelujah. Give somebody a high five and tell them, get on fire, man. Get on fire, man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Take your seat if you promise to get back up. Amen. We need fire at midnight. You read in the book of Leviticus, chapter 6, it's the law of the, of the fiery offering. They call it the burnt offering. And in the morning, during those days when they had the tabernacle and later the temple, they had the morning sacrifice which was from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., the morning sacrifice at the third hour of the day. How interesting that it was the third hour of the day that the Holy Ghost fire fell on Pentecost. Hallelujah. That was the beginning. Amen. It started in the beginning hour of the day, the third hour, the morning sacrifice. But in the afternoon, they had the evening sacrifice. Hallelujah. Amen. And God said, I want fire in the morning, and I want it in the afternoon. I want it in the morning, and I want it in the final hour of the day. Wow. And then he said, amen, when you close up shop as Levites and priests, I want you to keep the fire burning. God said, well, you may not be there where the altar is, but I want you to keep the fire going all night. Hallelujah. God said, the fire shall not go out. Some of you, your fire is smoking. <laughs> you know what happens when you see a, a bonfire just smoking? <laughs> it means, number one, that your sacrifice is dirty. <laughs> Number two, it means the fire's going out. <laughs> we want more than just smoke at church. We want the fire of the Holy Ghost at church. God said, don't let the fire go out at midnight. Lift up those hands to our heavenly daddy and say, God, come to the final hour of the church age. You, you said, don't let the fire go out. Jesus, how is my fire? How's my sacrifice? Go ahead, reach out to him. Go and reach out to him. Jesus, Jesus, I need a wake-up call. I need someone to stir the fire up. I need someone to throw some more wood on the fire. Sin leña, no hay fuego. Poca leña, poco fuego. Pero mucha leña, mucho fuego. The Bible said where there's no wood, the fire goes out. <laughs> a little bit of wood, a little bit of fire. Amen, but a lot of wood, a lot of fire. We need some more praise to God. We need some more prayer to God in the final hour. We need fire at the final hour. It's the hour of sacrifice. I said it's the hour of sacrifice. Amen. There's an evening sacrifice. And God said, I want sacrifice in the final hour. How interesting that Jesus, the Lamb of God, they offered the lamb in the morning sacrifice at the third hour. They put Jesus on the cross at the third hour. 
Hallelujah. And he hung on that cross all the way to the evening sacrifice. Hallelujah. Jesus died for the whole church age for the first hour of the church till the last hour. And I believe Jesus is reaching out. I believe that Emmanuel's veins are flowing with blood and water for this final hour. But we need our own fire church in the final hour that will cry out to Jesus in fiery prayer for the lost, for the lost. Jesus indicated in this time that the love of many would go out because of iniquity multiplying and abounding. People today, they don't know what it is to know the love, true love. They're looking for all, in all kinds of places to find the love. We've got marriages that are busting up. We've got all kinds of of violence happening, mothers killing their children and fathers killing their children, husbands killing their wives and vice versa. The fire of love needs to be rekindled. But I found in the book of the Song of Solomon that there is a fire that many waters cannot quench. Would you lift up your hands? If you've come tonight and you know what it is to have such pain in your home, there's no love in your home. Perhaps you have been abandoned by your spouse or you knew what it, know what it is to be abandoned by a parent and to grow up without the love of a father or a mother. You find that a lot on the foreign field. Find that a lot. But I've seen them come so broken down, so emaciated, living on the street. But when they come in the presence of Jesus, they come in the midst of a church that's got the fire burning. They come in. I remember a lady that came into the church, came to visit that night. It was a revival. And she came in and she felt something she had never felt before. Hallelujah. She felt something so beautiful. So, so profound and beautiful. I was watching her during the service. She was looking up into the ceiling. I thought, man, what is she doing? Looking up in the ceiling. And, and she would bow her head and I saw tears begin to progress down her cheeks. And, and there was something happening. I didn't know what it all was. But later the next day, Amen. She said, that's the first time I've ever been to a church like that. I went in your little church there that night and I felt something so beautiful. I thought you were pumping laughing gas into the building. She was serious. I said, it was laughing gas from man. Hallelujah. It's the love of God. Hallelujah. That emits from the fire of the presence that the church precipitates by its its worship and its prayer. Oh, the love of God is shed abroad by the Holy Ghost that comes upon us. How many know the fire of his love? Stretch out those hands to our Jesus. Say, Jesus, thank you for the fire of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. When you feel alone, when you feel alone, you feel depressed, turn on the fire. 
Hallelujah. Start praising Jesus. I want to guarantee you tonight you'll feel the, the strong embrace of the presence of Jesus. You'll feel the love of God, my dear brother. I've been in many places. I've been in the high Andes, 15, 16,000 feet above sea level. I've been on airplanes. I remember one time was flying out of Caracas, Venezuela, and we were all buckled up in our seats on the airplane, and uh, we were wondering what's going on. Why isn't this, this airplane moving? And after quite some time, finally, over the loudspeaker, there was a call made. They said, we have an emergency. We have an emergency in first class. If you're a doctor, medical personnel, please urgently come to first class. And I thought, wow, there's something serious happening up there in first class. I was back in the coach. I was back in the economy. <laughs> and, uh, well... Again, a couple a minute or two later, the call went out again. Please, if you're a doctor, a nurse, please come. We have an emergency in first class. I said, man, I'm not a doctor, but there's an emergency in first class. I unbuckled my seatbelt, and I went up to first class, and there were two stewardesses around a woman. She was dying. She was barely gasping for breath. She was, they were losing her. And I stepped up. These two stewardesses, they were nearly hysterical. They, one turned and looked at me. And she said, are you a doctor? I said, no, I'm an evangelist and I can pray. And she said, pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put up my right hand. And in the name, the beautiful name of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus came into first class. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there was a miracle in first class. Hallelujah. That lady got her, her life back. Hallelujah. It's a miracle. Thank you, Jesus. I kind of just sheepishly went back, amen, to my seat, amen, buckled myself in. And the paramedics came, and, uh, and I'm just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, one of those stewardesses came back there, and she looked at me. And she said, do you have a bag with you? I said, yeah, it's up there. She said, you come with me. I'm like, well, what did I do? <laughs> That's what I said. I said, well, what did I do? He, she said, you prayed, and that woman is fine. Hallelujah. I said, well, it wasn't me that healed her. It was Jesus that healed her. Hallelujah. She said, she said yeah, but you prayed, and you're going the first class. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. I got up out of economy. <laughs> Hallelujah. I got my bag and I went to first class because we got a first class God. We, he has a first class name. Where's that button around here? Hallelujah. Somebody will step out of comfort zone and step into fire zone. Hallelujah. Miraculous zone. God will step in with you. Hallelujah. I believe there's some fire, miraculous fire in the church. You know why people don't reach out to people? Because they lack love. The Bible says, love casteth out fear. You ever had the Holy Ghost talk to you? He says, go over and talk to that person. And man, your flesh is fearful. Man, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? 
You're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> but there's a battle between fear and love. And it's that Holy Ghost fire that will overcome fear. God, would you stretch out those, those big hands again to Jesus? Say, Jesus, I want that kind of fire in public places. Yeah, you can be Pentecostal at church when everybody's Pentecostal. But are you Pentecostal on fire where the people really need you to be on fire? My God. Wow, I just saw something in the spirit right now. I just saw bonfires popping up all around this area. Thank you, Jesus. Say it. I'm a bonfire for Jesus. Hallelujah. Fire of God's love in the final hour. Yes. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. I like this church. This church loves Jesus. Hallelujah. Keep loving Jesus. Keep loving Jesus. Hallelujah. Fire at midnight. Fire at midnight. Fire at midnight. Come on, fire at midnight. We need fire. At, this world needs to know the love of God, the fire of God's love. Yes. People that come to God full of bitterness, full of hate because of all the abuse over there in California. Oh, God. One of the most terrible cases I've ever heard of. This family, they had three little girls. All three of them were kidnapped by the same man. They were taken away. One of the little girls, she was three years old, kidnapped for, was it six years or nine years? They were abused for all those years, taken far away from California. But the word of the Lord came to that little mother from the book of Jeremiah, said Rachel weeping for her children, for they were not and would not be comforted. But behold, they shall return from the land of the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. She prayed that prayer all those years. One day the phone rang in Southern California. Oh, God. And the voice on the other line said, Gail, come. We got your three little girls. Thank you, Jesus. And they, they went and they picked up those little girls. And this one in particular, she, she was all beat up. She had the marks and the bruises. And this little girl, one of the three sisters. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It was a short time later they were invited to a United Pentecostal Church in La Puente, California, Pastor Molander. Wow. And that little girl received the Holy Ghost. Along with her two sisters and, and their mother, they received the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And they began to serve Jesus. And this particular little girl, amen, she was at a youth convention in the old Western District. And God spoke to her. Brother Kilgore was preaching. He said, there are ministers here tonight that God is calling. Here tonight, there are missionaries. Here there are evangelists and wives of evangelists, wives of missionaries, wives of pastors. That God is calling you. Amen. And that little girl, then a teenager, then, 
She, the Lord spoke to her. You're, you're going to be the wife of a minister. Well, that little girl, that little girl is my wife. Is my wife. Jesus, the Holy Ghost, fire can purge and burn off all of the hate all of the anger and bitterness and, and sorrow and trauma that a little girl, a young person has experienced in their life. Talking about miraculous fire. It's the fire of the Holy Ghost. Stretch out those hands to the Holy Ghost baptizer. Yes, Jesus. Yes. That's what our world needs right now. It needs a church that is on fire, that has the love of God burning red hot. Come on, keep praying, church. Come on, you're used to just lifting up your hands for a few seconds and feel a little touch, and that's enough. Friend of mine, we need more than a spark. Hallelujah. We need a massive fire. We need a prairie fire. We need a forest fire among the forests of the Pentecostals. Come on, church. Come on, the church was asleep. They had some oil in their vessels, but it wasn't alive. It was just sitting in the vessel, sitting there without any fire. Keep on praying a little bit. We're moving. We're moving in the Holy Ghost, and you're moving with us. You're moving with the Holy Ghost. You're moving with the Holy Ghost. There's going to be some miracles that are going to happen here in a few minutes. Thank you, Jesus. I said there's some miracles that are going to happen here in a few minutes. Thank you, Jesus. But I want you to listen a little bit more. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. No, I didn't come to criticize or condemn anyone. I don't know anyone here. never met anyone. I don't know this church. I don't know your pastor. I just met the elder. Amen. The pastor that's on the journey, a Holy Ghost Bible journey over there with the young people. That's wonderful. That's awesome. I admire pastors that, that runs with the young people. That's a wise man. Amen. That's a wise man. But I remember growing up when I was a little boy. You come to church. Before you get out of the automobile, you could hear the praying. You could hear the intercession. You could hear not just intercession, but you could hear the wailing, the travailing. What has happened, my brother? There's still a fire flickering, but where's that fire of prayer? My God. We need to come alive in this final hour with a full throttle fire. It's time to pump that gas pedal and pump that fire with gasoline of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. We need to pray in tongues. Friend of mine, we're not in Saudi Arabia. We're not in a block country. You've got some some authority and some liberty to pray like the old time church used to pray. Hallelujah. Yes. We were in a service just like a week ago in the state of Pennsylvania, in the city of Mechanicsburg, Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Brother Kramer's the pastor there. 
My wife has been in a massive battle. She had, she's had 11 surgeries. It has been a battle. I don't have time to go into everything that has happened on the mission field. We had to leave the mission field. Our lives were in danger. Headquarters said, get out. You need to get to safety. We had to get out. At the same time, my wife was afflicted, was afflicted with a tumor. And it's been a battle. It's been a battle. When you step out into the battlefield, there's going to be a battle. Hallelujah. But if God be for us, no devil can be against us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. And this is so awesome what happened. There's a gift. It's called the gift of divers kinds of tongues. Amen. And when it says divers kinds, it is multifaceted. The Bible speaks of the manifold grace of God. That word manifold, we don't use it in our vernacular except when we're talking about the, uh, uh, the, an automobile and its motor and the manifold. You know why they call it the manifold? Because it has about four, six, eight, ten pipes coming out of the block of the engines. It's a manifold. When the Bible says the manifold grace of God, it means the multifaceted divine influence. Well, Sister Kramer, she came over to my wife and she laid hands upon her and she began to pray. And her prayer entered into another gear. She entered into spiritual intensity and began to pray in the Holy Ghost. You ever found that in the Bible? Titus 3 and 5, and I believe it's also Jude uh, 13, 14, uh, somewhere around there. Amen. It says, building up your most holy faith Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying, say it with me. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on, put some fire in your breath. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Yes. And she began to pray in tongues. This Sister Kramer, pastor's wife, praying in the Holy Ghost. But then it took in another gear. Hallelujah. Stepped it into another velocity, intensity. And suddenly as she was praying in tongues, the tongues that she was praying that were unknown to her, there was a Holy Ghost given language. I mean, suddenly it changed into the Spanish language. Wow. Well, Sister Kramer can't even hardly say burrito. <laughs> Amen. She doesn't know how to speak Spanish, but God knows how to speak Spanish. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. She began to pray in the Spanish language, but Sister Kramer don't speak the Spanish language. And I don't have time to go into what was said, but what was said was so profound. So awesome. What was happening was that the spirit, Romans 8, 26, began to intercede through Sister Kramer for my wife in the Spanish language. Hallelujah. I think we're going to talk in Spanish in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's miraculous fire. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Miraculous fire. One word from God can change the whole situation.
when people are praying in the Holy Ghost, there is miraculous, there are miraculous results. We need miraculous fire. Miraculous fire. Do you stretch out those hands to God? Say, God, I want to pray in the Holy Ghost. I want to pray with fire. I want to burn with a fire of prayer. Oh, God. Someone needs a break out of, of being inhibited. Hallelujah. Break out of being inhibited. The church is the Philadelphian church, the final hour church. God said, I put an open door before you. But listen, that door is about to close, about close here a couple years ago. But God said, not yet. Give that church a little bit more time to reach some more souls. The Philadelphian door is about to close. But we've still got a little bit of liberty. So stretch out those hands and begin to pray. God, help me to stop just whispering my prayer. God said, cry out to me and I will answer thee. El Señor dijo, clamar a mí. Él no dijo, susurrarme. Él dijo, clamarme. Book of Acts chapter 4, they lifted up their voices. They lifted up their voices. Hallelujah. I guarantee you when your pastor comes back, it ain't going to offend him when he comes into the church the next sermon. And he said, man, the intensity has increased. The volume has risen. Hallelujah. He's going to say, man, there's a fire. Hallelujah. That has grown. Hallelujah. That's what's happening right now. There's a wake-up call. I said, there's a wake-up call in the final hour. And there are churches that are coming alive. They've been living low. Hallelujah. Been living low. Oh, but there's a church that's arising. It's the sleeping giant. Hallelujah. The church is alive. The church is alive with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Keep praying. Keep praying. Oh, God. This church is a mother church. You've birthed sons and daughters. You've birthed pastors. And you've birthed churches. Hallelujah. Mother church. Keep birthing. Mother church, keep pushing. Mother church, keep pressing. It's the final hour. We got to get the job done. Time is running out. We got to increase the intensity. Oh my God. Hallelujah. I see some orange fire. I see some red fire. I see some blue fire. My God. Oh, that's, that's significant. Blue fire is Shekinah glory. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me right now? Keep on praying. There's a fire over there in San Diego. There's a revival going on at the National City Church. The neighbors came out. They were behind the church building. They looked and there was a fire all engulfing the roof of the church. They called the fire department. <laughs> but that fire department couldn't put out that fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, what in the world? Man, there's a fire on top of that roof. But there ain't bur the, the roof ain't burning up. That's Holy Ghost fire. Thank you, Jesus.
Would you converge here to the middle? Hallelujah. We need all the kindling wood to come right over here. I need everyone to come quickly, quickly, quickly. We ain't finished because God ain't finished. My God. This young man right there. Come right here, young man. Come right here. Quick. You. You, brother. Amen. I believe God's going to do something special for you. Something big for you in this service. Hallelujah. Something really big. Would you come close? Come toward the middle. Space the middle. Right here to kind of turn your body toward the middle. Elder, I need your help. Hallelujah. Look at the, look at the elder. Amen. See, see what this represents? This represents fire. Yeah. This man's on fire. Yeah, this man's on fire. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I came in the building. Amen. I saw him in the parking lot. He wanted to talk, talk about God. He wanted to talk about what God's been doing in this city. How the fire started in your city. Hallelujah. Guess what? The fire ain't went out. Those devil firemen been trying to put out the fire around here. They've come, been coming around trying to extinguish the fire. Yeah. Overwhelmed with troubles and problems, offenses and in quarrels, tries to put out the fire. But oh, God. Your church can't be asleep in the final hour. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My God. Fire, miraculous fire upon you, virtuous fire upon you, evangelism fire, evangelism fire, prayer fire upon you, miraculous fire upon you, Holy Ghost fire upon you, hallelujah.